if you're choking, I can only say a prayer and hope for the best. Hey! No, happy new year. It's season two. Season two, motherfucker. I'm so excited. We have a season two. I know. This is exciting. This is very big dreams. Um, I feel like I haven't spoken to you and I mean, I talk to you all the time, but I feel like I haven't like actually spoken to you. How was your holidays? Like, how was your new year? It was fine. I mean, it was fun. My girlfriend and I got to spend time together. It's just weird because I'm in California and not in New York where I would normally be, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. It was still a great time. We, you know, had a nice Christmas and New Year's. Cute. Um, Yeah. What about you? How is... uh... (sighs) Brooklyn is... Brooklyn. I will say this. My dad's... I shared this with everyone. My dad's Christmas Eve dinner was really fantastic. I am so proud of him. Um, My grandfather would have been really proud. Actually, um, my grandmother said something that I have to share with everyone. My mom, like, was telling me a little bit more about it tonight. But... um, So my grandmother's 97. She's not... Uh, she's like having her moments, you know, but God bless her. She's still like all there, like in her head. Mm-hmm. And uh, our churches that are by my house have combined because one of the Monsignors now does both because obviously, you know, with the Catholic church, there's just not a lot of people who are, there's just not a lot of priests, right? So you kind of now have to, sh- people are sharing congregations of of who, uh, like what priests will do what masses. <laughs> and um, my grandmother goes, you know, in her Italian accent, I don't understand my Pope. And we're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, he, he'd like a one, he, he's okay with all the, you know, the men and the marrying the men and then the women marrying the women. And I'm okay with that. But make the priest be able to marry too so we can have enough now. <laughs> oh my God. That might be the take of the year. I know. I'm like 97 year old Italian <laughs> off the boat diehard catholic like she has the woman come bring her the the fucking eucharist every week fun fact do you know i'm technically allowed to do that did you get the eucharistic minister thing i did i when we were in high school i got (laughs) i got certified as if like it's you know like Um, you're like you can't administer cpr but you can give out some blessed wafers another fun fact i do not know cpr so if you're choking I can only say a prayer and hope for the best. <laughs> it pulls a little bit more weight than like just a usual human for saying a prayer. Um, but yeah, I thought that was so fantastic. Like, I'm like, it just kind of reminded me. I'm like, this is why I am the way I am. Like, granted, again, we've said this before. Our grandmothers would never in a million years call themselves feminists. But no. like, what a like with it awesome concept coming from this woman. Like, yeah. Just let them get married. I love that. Right. No, I think that's, I mean, first of all, I've been a, even like before everything, like growing up, I was just like, it just seems really silly that priests can't get married. But, you know, I mean, I don't feel like taking on that argument. It's that's No, it just, it made me, it just made me really, really happy when she said it. Um, I love I just that really so appreciate much. It. Yeah, so I got to spend a lot of time with her when I was home, which made me happy because she's so fucking adorable. Um, And then, yeah, my dad crushed Christmas. It was just, like, very low-key, very nice. And honestly, I don't know if you felt this, but 
and I know it's because you weren't home, so I don't know if you would agree with this, but did did you kind of like enjoy the holidays like more than usual or like slightly more than usual? Um, I don't know. Like I would have liked to have been in the same room with my family and yeah. Janelle. Um, but you know, I I I, I still enjoyed the holidays though. Like we had a great time. We made dinner. Like we made like uh, mushroom ravioli. We didn't do fish because I I didn't feel like putting in all the work. But fair, you know. Um, and also we had mushroom dinner. ravioli. That's fucking fancy. Yeah, it was good. Uh, we you know didn't go crazy with it. Made some sauce. We made some vegetables. Uh, and of course, what I had to have, even though I don't like it very much, is I was like, we're getting panettone just because I need to have espresso and panettone on. Christmas uh so we got that and let me tell you I have not taken a bite of it since that night <laughs> sitting on the top of my fridge just going bad but um, you actually, found pizzelle so I found pizzelle recently which is great because for the past week I've just been stress eating pizzelle over the sink in my kitchen oh, delicious but it, and it, I, I don't know like how many calories that ends up adding up to, but I'm eating a lot of them and they're like paper thin though. So it kind of makes you feel like you could just eat a bunch. The whole pizza thing happened because I was trying to find something to go with my afternoon espresso and I don't really keep snacks in the house. So I was like, I need like a good espresso cookie. (laughs) And then I was shopping at Ralph's and I was like, they have pizza. What about Stella Dora cookies? I couldn't find them. Oh, damn. So sure Stellador is is Stellador is the I agree. Like, pivotal that is the ideal afternoon cookie. 100% agree. That is the ideal. If I can find it, I'm always that's going to be my pick, but I didn't see it. So I was like, "Oh, Pizzella. I wonder if they'll actually have this." Um, so you obviously know how much I love Pizzella, but my favorite thing to do with it, this might be a little bit of a of a hidden secret. I don't know if I invented it. I probably did not. <sighs> Melt a little bit of peanut butter and spread it on top of the pizzelle like warm peanut butter oh my god it is so fucking good i'll do you Try one it. better and say you should just do that with nutella i knew you were gonna say that but i have i ever told you that i i actually don't like nutella mm. we're not gonna start off the year on this note we can't we can't it's already bad that i'm still carrying Staten island into 2021 with me or and my outtake oh my on god. it I, I just i can't do this with nutella but we'll have to get that into that at a what oh yeah that's another that's another discussion (laughs) just crucify me at a later time let's not let's not start off the new year on that note but yeah i I actually enjoyed the holidays a lot more than and i and i and i fully recognize i think it's like you said maybe because you weren't with your family that you probably wouldn't i was fortunate enough that i still got to see my family but it wasn't i don't know it just wasn't as hectic as the holidays typically Mm. seem to be um yeah and I kind of just like enjoyed that. Like I felt like I could slow down and just like actually enjoy the time that I was with my family. Like I would, I I could agree there. Like it wasn't like, um, you know, because we did FaceTime with both our families, and mm-hmm. like that was nice. But then when that was done, it was just like, oof, okay. Like we just get to like chill now, you know, and like yeah, and just do like, our thing. Yeah, you don't have to like for you. It's like I don't have to rush to get get on an airplane and then deal with jet lag. Like oh, I God. think like yeah, like. While, yes, of course, you would have loved to have seen your family. I don't know. I felt like I don't know what was in the air about this holiday season. I think it also maybe just made us realize a little bit more about, like, what actually matters. Um, Like, 
watching like my nieces and nephews open up the gifts this year just felt so much more meaningful than any other year before because it as before it was like all right open up all the fucking gifts like we got to go here we got to go here we got to do this we got to right. do this whereas now it's like no we we're staying put right now so if whatever you want to do is what you want to do like have fun enjoy it and i had like a moment where i looked around the table on christmas eve morning because that's when my other brother was like able to join us he he didn't spend christmas eve with us um and i just had a moment where i was like holy shit like this is what matters like i get it now like or not like i get it now but like this is like a really nice reminder um so it felt good and i think i took a lot of that energy into the new year with me which when we were talking about it like on new year's eve like i felt uh i don't know granted i don't know that i feel i might have been blind optimism but i just felt like really good going into new year like look at all that we survived in 2020 like, yeah <clears throat> sorry i don't know why my voice is doing this tonight but um did yeah, i make no. you emotional <clears throat> no i just i think it's allergies um oh, never mind <laughs> uh but yeah sentimentality i guess um <clears throat> no i mean like um I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. I've like had an okay start to the year. Like my job has been like very stressful still. And yeah, um, you know, I am trying to be more optimistic. I'll be honest, like the Mets made a huge deal today, which by the time people listen yep. to this, they'll definitely already have talked about it at nauseum. But the Mets <laughs> signed Francisco Lindor and uh, or traded for Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. And literally that was the only thing that made like my whole week like pick up this week well and it's yeah so, it seems so stupid because i'm like not that like i don't know like i'm very grateful to be here in 2021 and, and you know new year's day was my five year sober yep. anniversary so i'm very grateful for that thank congratulations you. we're so proud uh but you know most of the mostly and i i think this will eventually just fade with time but i was just mm -hmm. like it just still feels like 2020 part two like it I mean, yeah. like, the calendar says otherwise, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, everything I, – I think there will be a point, though, where, for me, like, I'll be like, oh, God, okay, this is, like – you know, it'll actually feel like mm -hmm. a new year and a new yeah. start. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, every year I, I try to set little goals for myself. And, you know, last year I think I kind of got discouraged because a lot of that was derailed, like I think it was for most people. But um, – True. Yeah. So, like, what? Well, I don't I don't want to get too into it, but I was trying to leave the industry that I was currently working in and then I had to stay oh, in yeah. it because yep. I'm like, well, I need to have money and pay yep. my rent. I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm so, you know, just a lot of stuff didn't work out the way I, I kind of wanted it to. But I will say, like, this year I also kind of had like a employment disappointment that at the beginning of the year that I was kind of hoping was going to come through, but didn't. But that's OK like 2021 um, or, yeah okay so you know but I've, I've kind of taken that and like turned it into my own thing at this point um mm -hmm. so I'm kind of happy about that I'm being very vague but yeah no, it's okay I I well so I was just asking about the like what do you look back on then on that like derailment in 2020 because like I think I know the industry you were trying to actually like get more into um in 2020 did that industry you were trying to jump into do well or like sustain from through the pandemic or did it actually 
no it's not doing well like is that like the blessing in disguise in a way oh for sure like you know and toward the end of the year a friend of mine um you know was like hey my like it you know I was looking at some music industry stuff essentially um Mm -hmm. and a friend of mine was like hey my you know studio might be hiring and I was like this is like not like this could not have come at a worse time (laughs) like I I can't you know there's certain chances you just can't take right now and you kind of just have to stay put and yeah put in work elsewhere but um you know yeah I often think a lot of opportunities that present themselves like this like especially when it comes to jobs um I always wonder and this is just like my uh hippie way of thinking to some degree but um I always wonder if it's a part of is this really the opportunity that I should take or is it presenting itself to make me question where I currently am to either affirm where I am right so solidifying my path I'm currently on so that it actually makes this question. Cause I often feel like a lot of the times I, I spend a good deal of time thinking like, Oh, what if, what if, what if, like, am I, am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? So I often wonder if those opportunities that come up, especially when we wish for them, right? Like we wish for them and they don't appear at that time. And then later on they appear. I'm always right. like, are you right. appearing just to affirm where I am? Or are you actually the opportunity I need to see through? Right. And yeah. so that's at least I, I agree. And I feel like I tend to have like a pretty good gut instinct of when it's time yep. to like move on something and when it's time to wait. And I just knew that, mm-hmm. you know, despite my current unhappiness in whatever situation, you know, like I am grateful for having consistent work and, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't the time to move on it, but like hang tight because you know, you never know what's, what's coming. And I'll be honest, like at, at the beginning of this year too, I was trying to even transition that, that thing that didn't quite work out. I wasn't going to say this, but now I'm just like, mm, I don't really care if they hear this. Um, <laughs> it was a, it was a sports writing gig that I was kind of hoping oh, wow. was going to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done some plenty of work uh, in oh, that yeah. when I, when I first moved to LA covering the baseball and uh, you know, it seemed like a pretty sweet thing like it seemed Mm -hmm. like a whole you know like staff writer position type thing and the constant issue that continues to come up every time is we can't pay you but would love to have you and the exposure is invaluable and I'm like it's not though and I have enough work that it's can we stop exploiting people especially yeah it's it's honestly it's honestly like kind of insulting like yeah. at this point. And I, I, this kind of like had kicked my week off. This isn't my therapy session, but I, <laughs> uh, I was really frustrated about that because I thought that maybe this would be an opening to start the year with something mm-hmm. different. Uh, but you know, I, I realized at first I almost considered taking it cause I'm like, all right, I'll make it work my day job in this. And I was like, you know what though? Like if I'm not going to be getting paid, yeah like then I might as well do what I want um, yeah and so I just started my own publication as my friend of mine suggested Fuck yeah and Fuck was yeah. like you should just do it yourself like don't don't you don't need the exposure like you mm-hmm. have pl- not that everybody always needs like a good little exposure but I yeah, do a, a pretty decent job of marketing myself pretty well and I, I already have kind of an established um following as far as like s- sports stuff goes so yeah um you know I I was like, why not? Yeah. She was like, you should just create a sub stack and like invest in yourself. And I was like, you're right. Oh, I yeah. should, why should I give that to other people who don't even want to pay for 
you know, what the value that I see just in general, like if you're a freelance writer, like, or, you know, anybody, you know, in that creative field, I was like, as you were saying, Anna, like get paid for your work. Like, yeah. It's just mom always said, if you're good at it, don't do it for free. Right. I just support sex work on this podcast. (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, And yeah, exactly. Like what, you know, just in general, and it's not even like my situation. Like I've heard so many of my friends Mm -hmm. tell me like similar things. It's like, oh yeah, well they don't pay much or they don't want to pay. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, Like it's different if you're like a college kid and like you're doing this for intern credit, but when you're a person who, the you know, the funniest shit that I always hear is like, if money isn't an issue, bro, when is money not an, issue? not an issue? That's the most absurd. What do you pay rent with? Rocks? Like, <laughs> or also like, it's like when people, um, like, especially like given the, the world we're living in now, when people are like, hey, don't get political when you're not actually necessarily talking about something that's political. Oh, and no, it's like, I hate that. But it's like. Our, our, our so much of what we do is driven by values right and ultimately your values align with the beliefs you have and your beliefs often then frame your political reference so are you telling me not to bring my values into the things i do in my day-to-day life because right. that seems a little fucking impossible so it's right. it's the same thing here where it's like oh if money wasn't a concept it's like unfortunately and i think we kind of like talked about this on the the like last episode of the podcast where like this whole concept of like growth and judging people or like doing the best you can with what you have it's like ultimately we are we can you and i can do everything we can to quote unquote fight the power and follow our passions and live off the land although that is a true fucking dream of mine um but ultimately we are still in a capitalistic machine that forces us to have to survive and that requires money so that's why it's like hey instead of like saying saying to people like do whatever you want as if money's not a concept it's like why don't we just say to the people who are running these type of machines like hey why don't you pay people for their their quality of work like stop exploiting them yeah it's just very like sketchy like even a couple years back when I first moved here I wrote for uh you know I covered I was a co-editor for um for fan sided I I'll, I'll say this now because like again I don't work for them anymore and I was grateful you were, to have- you were good though like just to clarify like i was oh. reading i don't even give a fuck about baseball like it's like my least favorite well not one it's actually not my least favorite sport um but it's like not a sport that i just very very much like care about but like i i granted yes i have some uh, skin in the game because i care about you and i like your writing but i actually gave a little bit of a shit about like baseball because there was like you make it like easy digestible and chewable so right yeah, and that's what I, you know, that's what I want. I want, like, the casual baseball fan to appreciate stuff, too. You yeah. Know, I write with a certain voice that's, like, maybe you don't care about the stats and you don't understand spin rate or some of these mm-hmm. statistics, you know, but that's okay because and I I'm basically, <laughs> you know, but I, I did some freelance work for them. And at the time when I first moved here, I was only working part-time at a restaurant. So I had plenty of time to just, like, sit around Mm -hmm. and watch an MLB network and do analysis all day. Um, And they paid, but not very much. It was kind of, you know, hit or miss with them. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know anything about like the inner like workings of their organization, but that's a pretty big company. And Mm -hmm. to be a co-editor with a friend of mine, you know, we weren't really making very much. Um, And then eventually he left and I went to go work for one of their other um, baseball sites Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
in during that time I had gotten a day job because I'm like, oh, well, now I don't have to work at the restaurant anymore. I can make some regular money and then I'll have this oh. on top of it. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, they let me go because they said I wasn't posting enough content as an editor on the site. And I was like, well, I have a day job now because I need to pay rent. Like, yeah. I mean, I needed to pay rent before, but I had to take a different job because expensive. Yeah. Um, you You're know. in fucking California. Right. And so. And you're in LA for that fact. Yeah. So they were kind of chill about it at first. And then I got a message like the next day that was like, yeah, we're letting you go. Um, you can still contribute if you want, but you're, you just don't post enough to be an editor. And I was just like thinking to myself, I was like, I was very respectful about the whole thing. And I was like, okay, you know, thank you. You know, but in mm-hmm. my mind, it's like, if you want that type of commitment where you want somebody to like run your whole, yeah. like to really be like an editor. Contributing. For, like, right. Contributing and be an editor for other content. Like that's a full-time job. Like yeah. that's, that's not like, Oh, I, you know, maybe again, maybe if I was in college, maybe that's like a, a cute little college intern thing but yeah. even then I can't imagine it you know you still gotta like do your schoolwork and shit I, I don't know it's you just their life it's very frustrating is what I'm saying so um, yeah I almost and I think this goes back to what we were saying maybe this opportunity presented itself not almost in in, in two ways right I think to kind of affirm that this is a path you're supposed to be on like following or pursuing this sports type of writing and then maybe it is like fuck it investing in yourself um would you say then that maybe like your word or focus for the year is like like what's your word or focus for the year for yourself then like if you had a investment and yeah like self-investment yeah pretty much because like you know I, i i'm pretty confident when it comes to most things um you know it's just about taking that extra step and being like no i got this like it'll Mm -hmm. be fine you know like that whole thing that my friend was like well if you're gonna do it like just do it yourself like do if you're gonna do it for free and no one's gonna pay you and you like to do it like why should you have to adhere to guidelines of somebody who's not going to pay you for your work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so I can still produce my good work that you know um sorry that they missed out on but building and the people will come yeah, I mean, like, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting, like, I think over time, but even if nobody came, I would still write this because I like to do it. Right. So, Makes you know, happy. right. So, I love that. You know, self investment. I, th- I, th- I think that's the best way to do everything. Even if whatever you're doing creatively or whatever you like to do, mm-hmm. if you like to do it, and, you know, so what if you don't have like a million Instagram followers or so what if, you know, you don't have a million like viewers or readers or whatever, like mm-hmm. keep, just keep doing it because eventually like, that's how I got the, the, the writing gigs, gigs to begin with. Yeah. I was just posting stuff on some Squarespace site that I made and someone was like, Hey, this You're actually place. good at this. Yeah. Right. So, you know, whatever it is, 2021 that you're out there doing, just keep doing it and don't worry about who's looking because you'll be surprised that one day somebody you never thought would be looking is looking and hey maybe that opens a door somewhere so yeah what one of the things I told my brother was recently interviewing uh for some work and uh we were kind of just talking like you know like is this the right move for you and whatnot and I said to him you know what is meant for you will never pass you and I I guess he had never really heard that concept before and now every time I talk to him he just reminds me of how much it inspired him and how much it like sits with him but I think it's kind of very similar to what we're talking about here like 
what is meant for you will never will never pass you and so if something does then it true like and it's i know it sounds like so cliche it's like the concept of like everything happens for a reason right but yeah but i agree i think it's true though like that's the way i have to look at it you know like you can't control everything you know despite my desire to constantly but you know i just eventually you just have to be like you know what that's that wasn't it right now like yeah Yeah, i never i I never thought i'd end up in california like never Yeah, that we were talking about that for a really, really long time. And you, I think one of the biggest things I admire was that you just fucking made it happen. And I, yeah, just being able to make something that was once a thought in your head and actually make it something that's a reality, I think is just something that's so fucking cool. Like, yeah, I I hope anybody who, who's looking out at this year, especially like, especially given the last 24 hours, who might not be feeling the most hopeful, um, just remember the the concept of what I said a few episodes ago of like we're only responsible for our own pebble and what we're laying in the river. Although again, <laughs> our, our river does feel like we're at the bottom of Niagara Falls. Oh no. Um, but my no. word. Some people shared actually some really good words with us, and I think. Oh right, yeah, I forgot we I did that. Fucking, I fucking love the responses. They're just so I don't know. I I really just appreciate people. Are I, are, are we inspiring y'all out there? Is that what's happening? I, I think period, people people really liked our Instagram live. I think. Oh, they did. I was getting a lot of messages about how much they loved. Well, really, I think they loved my dad. But <laughs> like the the one eight hundred call a guinea. Uh, like Yo. that's that's he's he really is the most awesome human. I actually really love spending so much time with my parents. This this oh holiday God, i did so not want to leave but um yeah they did i some people submitted um some answers to us and i and i loved it i think a lot of them some people had like similar sense of t- sentiment to you um someone submitted creativity was their word for the year um someone i think my favorite one was the self-expression one to focus on self-expression for a year for like for oh, this yeah. year for 2021 um so for all that that answered i am promising me Anna to try to find some way to hold you all accountable to your word for the year so I messaged the people back letting them know like I'm I'm holding you to this um Godspeed Anna because <laughs> one, well, one of the biggest things I think people think that no not no one's watching that that's like not necessarily it but I think sometimes we lose focus of our why and it just feels like this pandemic showed us now more than ever like finding your why is so important and what that shit that matters is so and accountability is like the other half of that like who's who's going to hold you accountable to that why and not necessarily make you feel guilty if you don't if you're not there but just making sure that like if you're trying like that's good enough for me um and that's what I'm kind of telling myself my word for this year is dreams and it's not necessarily like about creating dreams it's finally about chasing some of my dreams like turning them into reality um which is really funny because on Christmas Day, my mom gives me a journal every year for Christmas because I'm a big oh, journaler. I love that. And I don't think she – uh, she didn't, like – she definitely didn't know, but it's, like, so – it was kind of, like, one of those moments where it's, like, that's really fucking cool. The front of it says, dream big. Oh, and it's, perfect. like, every, like, page has, like, a little, like, thing about dreams, like – if you can dream it, you can do it. And then like a few pages in, it's like, dream big, honey. And then the next one, it's like, it's like, uh, if your dreams don't scare you or whatever the fuck that quote is, like, right? Like, it's all like dream focused on the like quotes. Yeah. And I'm like, how, like, she didn't have no idea that that was going to, I already knew my word 
going into the year because for me I'm starting off with you know I'm finally starting to apply to law school yes I'm so so close I just literally just have to sit down and finish these like last two things and whether I had like a moment where I said to myself like whether I get in or not the fact that I even fucking tried right like I I am trying to churn a dream into a reality and that by itself takes a good amount of vulnerability especially for me because I hate rejection oh god you don't I I I'm definitely right there with you. Last year, I um, two of my things that I did is I submitted, uh, I submitted one of my poems to one poetry thing, and then I submitted something else to uh, the New Yorker. And New York, New Yorker takes like six months to get back to you, and I know they're gonna reject it. Like yeah. I just went in knowing that it's probably gonna get rejected, so I don't get my hopes up too high. Not saying that I don't think my work is good, but like. No you need to be like some next level shit anyway the point is my therapist wanted me to submit things (laughs) so i was like i'm gonna submit it um and now i'm just waiting for them to reject it so i can publish it myself because i'm just like that's their thing it's like they don't want it published literally anywhere before they they get it Mm -hmm. um just in case it's really good but um but yeah i've been waiting on that maybe i'll share it with y'all if uh please please do you're that one i definitely would love if you especially the the when we share it as like the stuff like like post on our page oh yeah uh, people love to share it like a, like one of my really good friends reached out to me and she was like this is fucking beautiful and i'm like dude that's my co-podcast person like <laughs> that's my co-host um and she was like that's so fucking beautiful so it's like i i i i am terrified of rejection but i also know it's like just so necessary right like Again, because if if I'm sticking to this concept of what's not meant, what's meant for me will never pass me. Like I need to take opportunities, and if it passes me, then I know it wasn't meant for me. So I need to be rejected in those instances. It just doesn't fucking make it any easier. No, like, like I I literally sit and think about this all the time, and I'm like, there are some people who are just like not afraid to put themselves out there, and no matter what, right? Like they'll fucking apply for any job in the world especially a lot of men they'll apply for any job in the world and they'll just like fuck it right like shoot your shot right yeah and i'm always just like how 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 do you have that ability and like you and i don't well i will say like i am i don't like rejection but i i do put myself out there a lot yeah it doesn't make the rejection easier it just is kind of like again it's kind of like that thing where it's like I like this thing I did, so I'm going to just share it. Like, it's a little scarier when it gets to more intimate stuff. Like, baseball writing is easier to share because it's like, I can be funny and, like, I'm just presenting information to you in a digestible way. But, like, like some of that more intimate stuff that I write, that's a little bit harder. Yeah. I don't like so much the rejection from that. But I guess the way I look at it is, yes, those mediocre men. Um, So I was like, (laughs) if that's that fucking guy's gonna do that then why the fuck can't i i'm way more interesting you know like yeah uh i've definitely i apply for jobs all the time that i'm like barely qualified for that i'm like i'll spin it in the interview you know <laughs> yeah if you get there fuck it like just because, do it exactly because i'm just like i <laughs> i don't know i just recently applied for something that was like it was like a commerce thing for like a sports team out here and i was just like i don't know what 
this entails. I don't know what any of these things mean, but I'm applying. But, but I know sports stuff, and I'm going <laughs> to apply, and we'll if they want to talk to me, we'll give it a shot. Um, yeah. And you know, like, what's the worst that happens? Like, oh, you realize in the interview that you're bullshitting and you're not actually qualified? Oh, well, at least you got that. Like, yeah. when, I, when I first moved here before I um, ended up working in the industry that I do now, um, a friend of mine was very nice to hook me up with an interview for an executive assistant position at Jimmy Kimmel. And mm. I was in no way qualified for that job. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dress nice and I'm going to show up and I'm going to be very charming in the interview. And I think I was. And I sure left are. and I was just strolling down fucking Hollywood Boulevard being like, I think that went well. Did I get the job? <laughs> Of course not. I worked in a restaurant. I had no experience being an executive assistant. <laughs> like that is not never been in my wheelhouse. Would I have liked the job? Who probably not. Honestly, like an assistant to executives of like network stuff. That sounds like a nightmare. I probably would not be good at that. Not yeah. my wheelhouse, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was grateful for my friend to hook it up, and you know, like I was grateful that I got to do it because. Well, we don't throw away opportunities, right? Like we definitely our- don't. We don't throw them away. Um, I think do for- not go in the receptacle. <laughs> um, I think I think for me, so for yours, it sounds like like anything tied to that vulnerability is what makes it a little bit more like fearful. Whereas I think I sit pretty well with vulnerability. Uh, okay, I do <laughs> decently in vulnerability, but lately I think it actually stems from the fact of like. I uh, correlate my rejection to failure and I correlate my mm. like failure to like I am bad right like in the simplest yeah. terms like I'm not I'm not good enough it's just like I am wrong I am bad um and I I like have to I've gotten better at like talking myself out of that but yeah like especially when it comes to you know applying for law school and whatnot I'm just like you're you're fucking doing it like especially because i already have my master's like there are people who um especially first off don't get anything after their bachelor's which is totally fine but the fact that i like went forth received a master's degree and then was like you know what like i still have more to learn or i still have more purpose that i like need to push like push through um like i think that by itself is and yes, I recognize I'm patting myself on the back, but I'm really good. You should shoot your shot. Yeah. Like I have, I've met some people who are in law school or went to law school and I'm like, how the fuck did you get into law school? So I'm like, kind of similar to your sentiment. Like if you can fucking do it, I sure as fuck can do it. Um, no joke. Like <laughs> when I read, I didn't read Lena Dunham's book until last year. Mm-hmm. And I read that because I was like, you know every I, I have like collections of essays and shit too and i'm like let me see what this is all about because this came out a couple of years ago when girls was really big and i want to see what all the the thing is about it was like it was just uh, obnoxious and annoying and i was like you know what i can write better than this like I'm honestly like i'm not you know whatever i don't want to shit on the girl's work i mean don't get me wrong she's not exactly like my cup of tea but you know Same. i was I also did this thing where I was like, if I didn't know who she was, would I still find this book annoying? And the answer is yes. Um, Probably, yeah. Yeah. Because it reads like a a rich kid from the Upper East Side or wherever the hell she's from. But NYU kids. Did she go to NYU? She strikes me as the type who would. I think she did. Of course. But, I mean, you know, all the 
famous kids get to go to NYU. But, but oh, see, I, I have no business being resentful about that because yeah. I wanted yeah. to go to NYU. I, you know, I never applied because my parents were like, oh, your SAT scores, that's all they're going to look at. You, you might not get in. Like, why are you going to waste like the application money? And like, I should have just been like, you know what? Maybe that's true but I'm going to apply anyway. And I didn't have the gall to do that at the time. So I never applied. And then for a long time in my early teen, late teens, early twenties, I was very resentful about that when it's like, I really have no business being resentful about that because I took no action on that whatsoever. And there's no reason yeah. to be resentful against yeah. people who did. So, you know, Oh yeah. I, I think about that all the time too, especially like I was so afraid um in undergrad to apply to the college I wanted to go to um I really 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 wanted to go to Penn State when I was I remember when I was undergrad I was so afraid to apply and I applied and I fucking got in I didn't wind up going but I think again it's one of those like circling back to what we just said before like it was the opportunity that presented itself where it made me question like is this actually the opportunity I need to take or is it affirming what I really need to actually do where I am because it was between that and what I actually went to undergrad at was St. John's so I was like, it almost affirmed, like, yes, I need to be where I am right now, but we'll get back to you later. And that's ultimately where I did my fucking math. Yeah, I was going to say, I always admired you so much for that, because I obviously I know how much that you talked about wanting to go to Penn State since we were like freshmen in high school. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I remember, I don't remember if I told Kristen this on the bus when we were going to visit you that weekend but I was just maybe I might have just kept it to myself but I, I remember thinking like that's so cool like Anna said that you know this was her dream school and like now she's there like I don't know it was just like it, yeah it was just it was just so great to see you know like it yeah. I don't know but yeah exactly like I and I said to myself at the time like I think my biggest fear with any of these things and I think a lot anybody who's ever gotten an opportunity is am I going to regret this later right and I was always scared I was going to go to my undergrad and be like oh, I should have went to like my dream school I should have went to my dream school but you know I never I never looked at it that way and then finally when it was like okay I, I know what I'm going to do with my life and I, I'm going to fucking go after my dream school. Like now is the time. Like, so I think the opportunity presented itself to kind of say to me, like, Hey, are you sure you want this right now? But also this is in your future, just not right now. So it was kind of like both. Right. And well, I, 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 think it, it out. I think it's good because I was just saying like, it's so hard when you go into undergrad, like trying to pick out what you want to do. Like yep. I, I only switched majors once, but even with what I landed with, it was something creative. I I got a degree in film and like, I literally do nothing with it, you know? Cause I think I also had different ideas about what was going to be possible at the time. But yeah. do you feel that, uh, was that like part of your concern going in that you wanted, like if you were going to go to, to Penn state, like you wanted to make sure you knew what you were like, cause that was the, that's the, the cherry on top, you know, like you want to be yeah. sure, you know? I yeah, I definitely think it was one of, it was that. And it was also, you know, I'm the baby of the family. So like I saw my brothers and sisters go off to college, but none of them ever really left New York. And sure. my mom was at the time, my, my aunt was pretty sick. So my mom was very much like, you know, we need you closer to home. We need you closer to home. For me, it was like two things. Like if I'm going to do this, I need to make sure I know what I actually want out of it. And I'm fucking 18. Like, I don't really know what I want to do with my life right. right now. And for what I did think I wanted to do, what I ultimately got my degree in and I did love and I 
would argue I still use it in some way, shape, or form. Like, I got my degree in PR, and I am constantly doing, like, uh, right, like, spinning. or not, like, really spinning, but just, like, assessing and constantly, like, putting messaging out there for the work I do now. So, like, I still do PR work, and I loved it. But I was like, I'm not going to go to Penn State for that then. I, right? I, yeah, exactly. I need to be in New York for something like that. For sure. And yeah. that's, that's ultimately where I was like, okay, I, I can't do that. And I was think more just like, it felt like I needed to be closer to like you and Kristen. It felt like I needed to be closer to my family at the time. Like it just didn't feel like the right time, but it's like, again, the opportunity presented itself. This is something you always wish for. It's what you put into the universe and here it is. But I see now it was presenting itself to be like, you don't actually, like you're going to get it. It's just that it's still meant for you. So it won't pass you. It'll come back around later. Yes. And actually, now that you say that, that also jogged my memory about something else. Um, right after college, I was working for my cousin in a doctor's office, like part time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had found out that my dad had turned down an opportunity for me to go to Los Angeles when I was 22 without telling me. Of course. And I was very angry. Mm-hmm about that uh for a while and now looking back at it I'm like that was probably the right decision at, for to have happened I, like I don't yeah. love that he made that decision without telling me because I was an adult yeah but me at 22 I might have died out here <laughs> true especially like in the I'm realm so- of where yeah. you are now right and I'm so serious like I still don't know how to drive like there was no rideshare apps when I was 22 what the fuck was I gonna be doing out here like I, I would have probably got a license of course but like just my behavior in general like I was very like reckless and I you know alcohol problem and it just oh god it would have just been a whole big fucking yeah. mess um honestly it- and looking back I'm just like you know what it wasn't time for me to come out here like I had to be sober first I had to you know Mm -hmm. I so yeah I agree with that it it's just yeah that's so true and actually I never thought about because I feel like the whole time I was like damn you really need to go to LA you really need to go to LA but now I see what you see now of like would you would you be uh as successful on a personal and emotional level right like maybe professionally you would maybe like because that was the industry that I went to school for basically I was trying to break in and when you're like gonna do stuff like that you have to do it when you're like 22 Mm -hmm. but I don't think I was like emotionally mature enough to like handle that yeah like I I don't I just don't think it I think it just would have been a mess like Mm -hmm. Maybe. Or maybe that's just what I tell myself to not feel so bad about not breaking into the industry. But I will say, when I did come out here and try my hand at that at 27, um, you know, the more I kind of saw the industry, the more I realized I actually really don't like this very much. And that Mm -hmm. was like a hard thing to come to grips with, too, because I'm like, I just spent my whole life like throwing myself into this industry. And like, I looking at the industry up close, I realize, oh, my God, it's terrible. But you know, um, this you know, but it, it kind of, I feel like in a way it helped you pivot a little bit. It like, did because I'm like, well, now I'm here. So let's see what we're going to do. Well, yeah. Especially like, I feel like you found a lot with like music and yeah, uh, like your writing. I, I, I almost wonder like if you did again, if you did get 
that like breakthrough foot in the door at that point, would you, I don't know necessarily, would you be sober right now? Would you be, right. Would you be good at, would you have invested self-invested, right? Like, would you have invested in yourself for your writing? Like all these passions, would it have, would it essentially just blown out your flame a little bit earlier? Maybe like I I don't want to say I necessarily wouldn't have been sober I don't know but like I had a very defining moment in New York that really made me like stop you know mm-hmm. and I just don't know what that would have looked like <laughs> I would have never met the people that are the reason that I got sober so I don't know what it would have been it's like a George Bailey situation you know <laughs> I might I might be life. one of those little headstones in Potter's Field <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that's a good point i i yeah i i think if anything again this this whole concept of what 2020 showed us obviously especially where where like this whole concept of like what matters most right like where where we need to be um yeah it just kind of i don't know it it, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the whole concept of like, would you be sober right now? And I'm playing it through my mind of it's like, it's crazy. I think about that a lot too. Yeah. And I don't think I would be. I think I would be, not to be too morbid, but I might be dead, or, yeah, or I, I might, or if not, I would be very ill all the time because I was already on the track of being very ill all the time. Well, in LA, is like a very. I'm not trying to stereotype, but like you've, you've said it before, like when you got there, it's just an enabling environment for things like that. I mean, I, I love it for that, but like, I love it now because I'm like, I'm fine. Like, I don't, you know, I'm fine with insecure in myself. And I'm like, it's fun. Like, it's fun, like to look at that aesthetic, which is fun, but like, it's not like, I don't partake anymore, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, now I can appreciate it. And I'm, but I also, I'm like, all right, bitch, I want to go home, you know, like, (laughs) uh, but, I'm 30 now. I always want to go home. But I don't know. It's hard to say. That's like the what if scenario, you know, that you can play forever. So maybe when I die, I don't know if, you know, and I get to meet God, uh, I'm going to be like, hey, can you show me all my what if scenarios? That's truly like what I want to do. Just so I can see like. That's it's really like why tr- I want to die. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> please don't don't mistake that for what I'm saying I'm saying like you know like kind of like when you're reading a choose your own adventure book and then you go back and you're like what would have happened if I went here you know so I don't know if he does that kind of stuff but or she uh you know but uh I would like gender non-conforming Jesus or yes whatever I would love to know um you know just be curious (laughs) I could just (laughs) I would love it if they showed it to me like uh, the Oregon Trail cards where it's like you have died of alcohol poisoning. You have di- and that's like almost every single card. Smallpox. Yeah. yeah. You it's like smallpox. Yeah. Yeah. And every single scenario that's not the one I chose. It's like you have died of alcohol poisoning at <laughs> off the wagon. You have died of alcohol poisoning at the Viper Room. <laughs> oh my God. These bars are just taking me back. We got thrown out of off the wagon. We sure did. <laughs> I've gotten um I've gotten kicked out of actually I got kicked out of McFadden's in City Field. Um, <laughs> wait. Wait. I need to know how that happened because I've seen some shit in McFadden's at City Field and those people are just left to carry on with their evening. This is arguably my proudest moment. I actually never stepped foot into McFadden's, so I technically didn't get thrown out, but I was not allowed <laughs> were, in. Okay. 
I was in the little foyer. You know what uh, I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bouncer told me I, I had to leave, mostly because he was being not nice to me. I was stone cold sober. He was oh. not being very nice to me. And I don't know if you all know this about me, but I have a little bit of a mouth. Um, oh, to you. <laughs> and 21-year-old Anna had even more of a mouth. She's grown since then. Oh. Uh, and he basically told me to get to the back of the fucking line, little Rude. girl. When I didn't cut the line, I was there to, like, give my friend something. And I called him a big, jacketed, puffy-faced fuck. Because it was cold outside, so he was wearing a big, puffy jacket. You know what I mean? Like, New Yorker jackets. What? If it, okay. Oh, my God. That's like, like those like, hysterical. Big, like, those big ski jackets. Yeah, you're yeah. Not, like, you're not fucking skiing. You're just wearing fucking jeans, Tims, and one of those fucking jackets and a beanie. Like, so I called him that, and he did not like that. Um... So he told me I wasn't allowed, and he said, I'm throwing you out. And I was like, well, I want to fucking come to your bar anyway. And then a week later, I was at McFadden, because I did want to go to that bar. It's a nice one. It's where I watched um, game three of the NLCS when the Mets beat the Dodgers. Um, I love McFadden's. I didn't didn't have tickets to the game. So McFadden's at City Field's great, because I believe there's a stairway that takes you directly into the stadium. Sure does. Yeah. Stumbled up that a few times. Yep. So uh, it's great for that. But I didn't have tickets uh, to that game. I actually think I went to game five with my cousin, uh, or four. I can't remember. But game three, I went, I took my roommate, um, the big doofy dude that lived with us for like three years. Great guy. Um <laughs> drove me nuts but i took him because i was like this is gonna be crazy and at the very least he will provide security um sure. so uh and it was just absolutely amazing it was like one of the best games was that 2015 it was 2015 it was the third game of the nationally uh oh not the championship my bad they played the cubs they they were playing the dodgers in game three of the national league division series mm-hmm. so uh and it was the game right after uh, Chase Utley broke our shortstop Ruben Tejada's leg by like sliding into him too hard. Oh yeah. So let me tell you, that stadium was like ready to kill the Dodgers when like. Oh, yeah. So I didn't have tickets to the game, but we were like, let's just go to McFadden's. We can drink and watch the game with like Mets fans who who also don't have tickets. Correct. I could feel the stadium shaking in McFadden's like when we scored when Cespedes hit a home run like the whole place was going crazy oh my god I can't wait Mets are about to have those times again I was just gonna say are you wishing for that now in 2021 Uh, I can't wait part of me is a little like that year was so great that was also the last year I was drinking um so Mm. it's bad in that sense because I was like kind of out of control but the Mets parts were really great (laughs) I would like to go back to that so are you hoping you're hold on wait oh god what the fuck is his name Uncle Steve Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve? Okay, it was either that or Uncle Donnie, and I don't know why. Those are not even remotely close, but I was like, Uncle Steve, Uncle Donnie? So we're hoping Uncle Steve is going to make it our reality for 2021. He already made a real big move today, so it's – I don't know what baseball is going to look like in the – I was going to say in 2021. We're already in this year, but – um, you know, apparently they're scheduled to start on time, so hopefully by that time we'll be a little bit more vaccined. Um, I hope so. I hope so. I also think – a lot of like people, I don't know if you saw like a lot of people we've uh, went to high school with, like that it became medical doctors are all starting to receive it. Um, anybody who's yeah. receiving, receiving the vaccine right now, I feel like they're getting a lot of backlash. But I would just personally like to say that like that is really fuck again an act of bravery in some sort because the concept of the fact or the I'm sorry the fact of the matter is is like people are going to start to have to get vaccinated. 
Like, yeah. So the fact that these people who, A, have already been kind of our, you know, line of defense this entire time, right? Like, they're the ones getting exposed day in and day out. Now they're the first ones up, rightfully so, taking this vaccine. Like, you truly fucking are the heroes. And, like, I'm sorry people are jumping down your throat about all yeah. of this stuff. Like, Listen, people are fucking nuts saying they don't want to take the vaccine. They don't know what's in it. Really? Half these fucking people saying this, like, fucking snort coke up their nose in a random-ass bathroom on the weekend. <laughs> so it's like, don't tell me that you don't want a vaccine when you just fucking bought coke from this fucking moron at the bar. <laughs> and I, I, that too. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you've done any kind of, like, drug like yeah. you're i'm sorry but you're you have no business saying i'm not taking the vaccine because i know what's in it everybody knows half your coke was cut with baby uh fucking laxatives anyway <laughs> yeah i um i actually don't know if i'll be able, I'll be able to get it because they're saying if you have a, a history with like anaphylactic shock oh. uh, or like adverse reactions to vaccines which i have uh that i might not be able to get it so i'm be- i don't know yet like i would really obviously I have to talk to my doctor about that but i'm begging the rest of you please get it we need 70 percent of people to do it um i also just think like i'm like a big fan lately of like maybe this will be my other word for 2021 is logic like rational logical thoughts like let's can we please start critically thinking a little bit more in 2021 because like people are like I get it with like there's a lot of controversy around of the, this vaccine. I, sure. I get it. Sure, like fine. Um, but like let's logically think about this. Why would one company like this is a global pandemic? This is not just happening in California. This is not just happening in the United States. Like this is a global pandemic that is literally crumbling economies outside of our own. What like I get like, all right, maybe they want to like conspiracy theory galore. Like, oh, they're going to fuck. They want to microchip us. They want to do this. They want to do this. They cannot fuck up this vaccine because of how much is literally at stake. Like, let's just use rational, logical thought. Right. Well, here's the thing about that. Um, Most people in this country don't do that. And also uh, microchip us. Bro, you own a cell phone. That is the microchip. If you You gave them your ID. Face ID, touch ID. If you have an iPhone, that's the microchip, sweetie. Ain't no nobody fucking need to put anything inside you. Like you already have it. You bought it. Like actually, you have a number at birth that they use (laughs) to track you. Like I, I literally said I like uh I was uh at a brewery this like summer when it was like nicer out, and there was someone in line talking about like this whole microchip concept. They did not find me as funny as I found myself that day. But I literally said to them, I was like. I was like, if this, I was like, if they put a microchip in that vaccine, but it means I get to go like actually hang out with my friends again or get on an airplane again, just fucking microchip yeah, me. Yeah, seriously, microchip me. I don't care. Like, uh, you're not going to like what I'm doing on my day to day anyway. It's not very interesting. Yeah, like, just just shoot me up by all means. Like, <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. Like, microchip me away. Put it in my asshole for all I care. If I it mean, means I get to go back to, to normal life, I don't give a fuck. I mean, if it doesn't have to go in my asshole, I'd rather <laughs> not. But, like, okay, I mean, if it needs to go there. <laughs> get my point but he was very uh actually very disturbed by well, my uh my philosophy on micro trip away well he's stupid and um <laughs> what i was wanted to read to you was actually so i started this book my my book goal for the years to read 50 books last Ooh. year i read 40 first time i ever hit my goal proud of you um but i was reading this book and it's a fiction book and i just i had to underline this line because it seemed so appropriate with everything we've been enduring for the last year or so 
Um, and it says knowledge can be very valuable, but only if people want it. If they don't, it can be worse than useless. That's so true. Is that not like spot on for the for the <laughs> these trying times? That's so fucking true. Or even like I think what's even worse right now is that people are identifying the the like incorrect things as like knowledge. Like maybe we need to define what knowledge actually is. Like a conspiracy theory, like I can have a not I could have knowledge of a conspiracy theory it doesn't mean the context of said conspiracy theory is the knowledge. You know, does that make sense? Right. And also, let's be clear, there are conspiracy theories that are like fun. Oh, yeah. And then there are ones that are like, like the aliens came and built the pyramids in Egypt. That's just fun. Like, <laughs> I like that idea. I'm willing to go down that rabbit hole. You want to talk to me about that? Sure. But <laughs> some of the ones that involve maybe like overthrowing exactly. your government, fascism. Oh. Those, I would say, are not so fun. Maybe don't take too much stock in those. It's, it's, yeah, I would agree with that. Because it's also like, so I'm a big fan and I highly recommend any of our listeners to do the same. Um, This is how I kind of like, this is my approach to critical thinking and rational thinking and logical thinking or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Is, um, is it Descartes or is it Nietzsche for all my philosophy people that have like taken a class who says I think therefore I am? Oh God, I want to. S- I don't know. I'm not that on top of it, and I'm not that pretentious that I would know off the bat. Hey. <laughs> um. It is Descartes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Essentially, Descartes' philosophy to everything is how he got to. I think, therefore, I am. Is he just doubted every single thing until he get to something he couldn't doubt anymore? Right. And then from there, he started rebuilding his world. So I do the same thing with every type of fucking conspiracy theory. Every time I ingest information, I just will doubt, 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 doubt until I get to a point where it's like, okay, this is something I cannot doubt. So it's like with these conspiracy theories, it's like, like, oh, there's proof of this. There's proof of this. Like, don't get duped. Don't get duped. And it's like at some point, it's like I, I can't go down this rabbit hole when the fact of the matter is or the reality is what I actually know. And that's what I have to focus on. So I'm not going to spend time like going down this pretend lane and putting my energy into it when like there's more prominent issues and there's more things that are pressing right now that do need my energy. Like I feel like at some point when people just kind of fall down those rabbit holes, you're almost saying like, I'm just not going to actually deal with the truth. So I'm going to make this truth here and just deal with that because that one just like is a lot more fun to me. I don't I just don't have the energy to spend on those on those things I just I just can't especially like the more I do read about the reality of things like sure let's don't take everything at face value I'm always a big fan of like question everything that you're being taught question everything that's being fed to you right like um question it all by all means but it's like at some point that doesn't mean go rogue yeah <laughs> yo i love that that doesn't mean go rogue yeah there's one thing between being like hmm that's interesting i should ask questions about that than right being like hmm that's interesting i should ask questions about that and make up my own answers <laughs> <laughs> all because of this youtube video i found make up my own answers who said that what it's me oh my gosh did you see that no ah <laughs> yeah i just i i just don't have the energy for it i just i can't or um like 
it's funny because people will I feel like we're just like all in a space of gaslighting one another now too like where it's like like it's like I'll use like uh I'll use women for example just because we're women we can talk about this women have been saying to men for years like hey you all don't typically treat us very kindly or hey like you know we're treated differently or we're sexually assaulted by people who look like you quite often. Like we've been saying it for all of these years and it feels like lately, especially in the last like year or so, especially on this pandemic, this whole concept of like these people who are oppressed, like oppressed groups, it's kind of just like, we're like, nah. So we're just like, everybody's spending a lot of time gaslighting us. Mm. And then what they do instead is, so you gaslight people who are speaking truth, right? Like true experiences, true life experiences. And those people who typically gaslight that people who are talking their truth have are usually the ones I find that are quite happy with said conspiracy theories or love their YouTube videos and their black spirals and fucking QAnon and fluoride in the water and microchip vaccines. Like, Let me like, tell you y'all, like fluoride's good for you. <laughs> yeah, there's a great episode of Parks and Rec where Leslie Nope talks about it. <laughs> yeah, there is. I highly recommend you all go watch it. Um, I think you're correct, uh, but... I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hey, we only got, yo, that's another thing though. Like everyone's like impeachment and, you know, trying to like take action. And now some of these fucks are taking action, but I'm like, good job. 13 days left. Way to go. You really made an impact. You fucking dumb fucks. As my friend said today, better late than pregnant. No, no. Sometimes. No, this is like, Oh God, I'm about to say something so fucked up. I can't say it. Uh, I, some, no that's i disagree it's not better late because better late look what would happened like no, that, I, I know it just made me laugh when he texted <laughs> me i was like i was like i basically i sent him something in the mail and it came literally three weeks later because usps is still just <laughs> trying to come up for air from the holidays and i know I was like, i'm so sorry it's late and he just texted me back and goes better late than pregnant and i thought it was just the funniest thing that, that I. It, that's funny when it doesn't refer to um the government but well, yeah our entire political system being on well so my cousin from canada texted me today and was like like hey just wanted to make sure because her and my sister both tried to have a conversation with me yesterday during one of the most stressful times at work yeah um i was like eyeball deep in an excel sheet and like formulating and trying to trying to like make formulas for cells and trying to make everything work and i was just like this is just not the time and of course our nation was on fire um so they like tried calling me and i was like guys this is just really stressing me out like i can't have this conversation right now uh which in 2021 i encourage you all to do the same please recognize when you don't have the space emotional space for some of these conversations uh and she texted me today was like just want to make sure you're okay and i'm like how could i not be okay my nation is on fire. People try to throw a coup yesterday, and I still can't figure out what's wrong with my Excel document. These dumb motherfuckers <laughs> couldn't even coup right. I've seen more coup in a pigeon. <laughs> Pasquale the pigeon. Pasquale. Oh my god. First of all, that was a terrible joke, but I just had to felt I needed to recover with a dumb joke because I will tell you the fucked up joke. I oh I, because i, I look can't forward to it very, I, very much. even though i feel like i've probably incriminated myself plenty on these episodes but i just can't add that joke to my repertoire <laughs> yeah no i think everything obviously that happened yesterday is just where we're, we're th like you said 13 days is really the, the eye on the prize and it's not necessarily to say in 13 days we're perfect or we're fixed or whatnot it's just more no, of like we are definitely more, not it's i like to say it's just 
we're back to people who read the manual. That's what I like to say. Again, people who didn't go rogue. Someone and who read their job description. Honestly, though, it's kind of like that. The, the, we've destroyed the bar, basically. So now the bar is so fucking low. Like, because we had no bar. No bar for so long that it's like basic cognitive function is the bar. Yeah. Any functioning human. That, those, are anyway. favorite, uh, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite presidential signs this year. Were any functioning adult twenty twenty. We should uh, we should probably go out on something a little bit lighter. So I will say my actual New Year's resolutions were to clear up my acne scarring. And Ooh. what are you using? Skincare routines. Uh, I have ordered some stuff from uh, this company called The Ordinary that my girlfriend recommended. So I will let okay. you know how that goes. Uh, if, and if if what? you don't love them or you don't like typically. If it doesn't like your skin doesn't react well, I have another really, really good one. If you want to use it, I just do tell. I just uh, I'm getting my well, I got my mom into it, and it's been really great for my skin as well. So if you need help, love that. Uh, and then the other one was to uh, keep learning Italian. So I'm excited about that. Aww. My Italian is getting better. I was watching a Netflix show in Italian the other day, and I realized I don't need the subtitles as much as I used to. And so yeah. That's exciting. I watch a lot of it, uh, Italian stuff. I watch a lot of rye when I'm home with my grandmother. and it... I love that. I miss rye. I... <laughs> you should get that. Try to get rye. I, did, I was just going to say, I tried. It didn't work? No. It is a very interesting network. But um, they have all these course... cr- <laughs> crazy fucking game shows and shit. I was just going to say, one of like my favorite game shows is like a weird version of like Russian roulette, but it's like not really Russian roulette. And my favorite is when they ask uh, questions about America. So they always, they like oh use God. the American word uh, in it. And I'm always like, oh, I know the answer to this one. Um, yeah, I, I always love their game shows. But at seven o'clock, my grandmother has to watch El Posto Stole. And then oh. at, at noon, she has her cooking show. And then at like three o'clock is the... I can't remember the show, but it's about the, as she says it, the Il Modelo, the models, uh, in like the 40s and 50s, which that one is really fucking good. That's I a want great the Rye Network. Oh, it's a great time when I'm home. I have plenty of TV to watch when I'm home with her. I was going to say, is the show, so when I was growing up, we had that network for my grandmother, and there was a show called Luna Nota. Is uh, that still on? Is, I don't it, know. it comes on at like nine o'clock at night, so I don't know if your grandma might be out. But no, I don't know her. Her telenovela is El Posto Sole. Okay, so maybe not. But uh, yeah, it's great. That it? used to be One Life to Live, but nah. she doesn't watch that one anymore. <laughs> um, when I was when I would stay home with her, we would used we used to watch that together too. I but, I love the Italian game shows because you never know like what I mean. Like maybe if I understood the language a little bit more, I'd know what the fuck was going on. But like it seems like. Like like what happened here yesterday? It seems like that would be a question on an Italian game show. They'd all just be laughing amongst their espressos, like <laughs> <laughs> dumb Americans. Like, oh my god! Honestly, well, I hope th- I hope that's what Italy's doing. You are. I was just it. gonna say the a lot of um, it was trending on Twitter today. What like international uh, news headlines looked like today, and I believe Italy's did say like uh, American coup, like a, a coup trying to be thrown in America. Um, or something very similar, and I was just like, the fact that we are on these headlines just blows my fucking and, mind. And Italy had, and Italy fucking had to deal with Mussolini. They're probably yeah. looking at us like stupid. Like we already did this. Like catch <laughs> up. Like you're- like who's who's really living in the past now? <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I I love those goals. 
I would say I don't really I don't really have like I don't really do like New Year's resolutions. I will say one thing I always try to do when going into New Year is New Year's Eve. I wear something new because I think you should always like have something like physically on your body that's new to like bring in the new year and always have clean underwear on and like new underwear on and a clean bedroom like clean sheets and a clean bathroom but that also could be like from my mother's doing um but for myself really like I said just focusing on the applications I am doing a 28 day detox right now um it is actually going very well I, I am yes. enjoying it very much it's basically uh called the walls protocol which focuses on nine you need to focus on nine cups of three cups of your greens like leafy greens three cups of color and three cups of sulfur so like onions garlic like another like uh fruits not really fruit but vegetables uh that have sulfur in it um i am already gluten-free so it's like not that hard i'm just eating like a lot of greens and meat um and that's been going really well that was kind of like the focus for the year my january other goals for myself is to meditate and journal but i'm kind of like a journaler anyway but like just be more consistent with it and i do kind of meditate quite a bit so um i will i definitely want like to talk about it on on an episode with you i told you i got those angel cards oh yeah we had to do like a reading yeah dude we have to do like some like angel card conversation but also just like our like fucking zodiac because you and i are so just like into those well things well i just learned you told me that the lesbian community is really into that stuff in general but there's yeah there's like a meme going around where um (laughs) it's a text conversation and a woman's going to her mom she's like hey what time was i born and the mom texts back going nope stop talking to her (laughs) (laughs) okay so me and the lesbian community literally (laughs) all of us love that stuff so we definitely have to talk about that um that's part of my goal um and honestly actually this is a big one for the year i'm trying to keep my screen time on my phone down to five hours a day that's a really good goal yeah just because i hate 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 my screen time but like fitness you know me like I'm already like I'm pretty routine with my fitness like I don't I don't I pretty much work out regularly anyway like I'm not a I guess another goal for myself this year because and it really was because it was my 2020 goal but the pandemic had other plans is I really do want to run a half marathon like I like to run so I want to run a half marathon but otherwise yeah just try to make moves professionally and you know it's also really nice the I'm not like I had a moment where I was like I'm really happy to be 30 because even my like I'm not I'm not rolling in it but like even financial like my finances at 30 versus 20 it just feels just nice like the fact that I can think like hey what is can I open a retirement account like that feels nice like I couldn't I mean I couldn't do that at 20 I could barely pay for a fucking sandwich at 20. I don't think I had a checking account at 20. (laughs) Really? Savings account. Yeah. Uh, yeah, What was I doing at 20? I just like went to the oh maybe I had I think I had a checking account because I was, I was gonna say you had to you were no you were working, no you were working. here's the thing I was working at the bakery the first year that I turned twenty and I was mm-hmm. getting paid in cash so I definitely oh. didn't have a bank account <laughs> and so when I got I the- love that you post that on our Instagram the other day. Oh, yeah. But that was your first job. Well, funny thing about that. Every time I see that place surrounded by snow, I always think about the time that my boss let me stay during a blizzard when there was nobody on the street, nobody in the store. And my dad was screaming because he's like, when I got to come and pick you up from work, it's a fucking snowstorm. And then I was just literally standing behind the counter doing nothing. And I watched a tree branch across the street fall on top of a car. And I was like, can I go home now? <laughs> 
Yo, that is that is the most I got I got so many stories from working there. Like I had started you, writing a little book at one point called Let Them oh, Eat I Cake. Oh, I remember. You used to text us the wildest shit when you worked at that place. Oh my but god. But aren't you so like again, 20 versus 30, like I am officially at the point where I don't want to go back. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do that again. Um <laughs> <there's-> <laughs> wouldn't want to fucking live that again like want to do that again like it just was such a nice visual of all the damage you definitely did uh to my body well like i don't know actually yeah maybe but i i I don't know like i'm definitely i'm excited to see what the next decade will bring um yeah so i i I, i'm so i think like when you're like 23 24 you're kind of like oh it's like i missed college like oh i want i want to do this i want to do this but like this i I mean, really, like, starting at, like, 27, I was like, oh, shit, I never want to go back to that ever again. But being at 30, I'm, like, just so happy. I'm like, I fucking look better. I am way healthier than I ever was at even 24. Like, everything is still really perky. Like, I'm real happy about this. Like, (laughs) I still look good. I I now also have, like, I could, like, buy something if I want to buy something. Oh, dude. so nice. That is truly the best. Like, I love being able to, like... (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely splurge sometimes when I'm like, we probably didn't have to spend this money. But knowing that, like, like today, like when I was like, ooh, they signed Lindor. Like, I'm going to drop money on that jersey because I can. Like, yeah, when, they, yeah. when the jersey drops, like, I want that and I can do it, you know? This is what we should really be marketing to kids in college. Like, let's stop fucking telling them this is the best time in their lives. We, no. You and I should start marketing, like, why this is actually the better time in your life. Like, fuck all that shit. We Hi. are we're anna and colin we're here to talk to you about how this time sucks we'd like to talk to you about your 30s and how you have much to look forward to don't party don't do drugs or party and do drugs but most of all remember you will have no money (laughs) but it gets better maybe i i think like yeah, I, I, we, that's what we need to fucking start working on is really like, we need to start telling people, stop telling kids that college is the best time in their fucking lives. This is the best time in my fucking life. I mean, I would not want to go back to that. Don't get I, me wrong. I, I had a good time, but I'm like, I, oh, yeah. I'm not going to like, if you, you asked me like, would you want to go back to that, um, you know, versus what you have now? I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But like there, especially when you ask kids who just graduated college, they're like, mm like i'm so miserable like i'm gonna like they feel like they're basically they peaked and i'm like we need, we're gonna start shifting the narrative that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna make that my personal goal for 2021 is to start shifting that narrative because that is bullshit like even today when i was like um i want to start playing video games again aka i just want to play video games i'm actually yes. never a video gamer but oh my God. the the Girl, twitch you no, what is it? no the switch that's what it's called yeah okay i really want to switch and i was literally looking today and i was like I could buy a Switch if I just wanted to buy a Switch. Yeah. That's fucking cool. I don't know if I'm going to because I should probably save money in case I need to buy a laptop for myself for, like, actual, like, school, you know, priorities. Yeah. But I'm also going to no-spend January. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I told myself I would not spend money this January, and it's going – I could not have asked for a better personal start to the year. I could have asked for a more, like, you know, political slash, like, outside external start to the year, but – you know, we're uh, 13 days. We're making lemonade out of some sour, disgusting lemons. Great. And we have season two, bitch. We're on season, season two. Season two. 
All right. I think we're going to, we're going to wrap it up there. What do you say? That was fantastic. This was a great episode. Thank you so much. Let's uh, do it again next week. Hell yeah. I'm Anna. I'm Cola. All right. We're two brogs from Brooklyn. Have a good night. Night.